Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 37 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, your word changes our hearts and then our lives. Teach us more today and change our hearts as only you can do. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, in Mark chapter 9, Jesus is transfigured on the mountain. We know he took Peter, James, and John with him. He was seen talking with Moses and Elijah. Moses represented the law, and Elijah represented the prophets. I always find the story of Jesus' transfiguration very exciting to read about and imagine. Jesus didn't have to take three of his disciples up the mountain. The experience he had could have been done in secret, but God provided it for these men to increase their faith, which they would need later on to build the church. Sometimes we don't know why we experience certain things, good or bad, but God has a reason we can be sure of that. When something magnificent happens, we may think it is just for us, and God may bless us that way for sure. But sometimes it is to help someone else with their faith walk. Likewise, we may complain about the days of trouble, but it will likely be in preparation to serve someone God has planned for us to serve in the future. I absolutely love verse 23 and 24. And Jesus said, you say to me, if you can do anything, why all things can be are possible to him who believes. At once, the father of the boy gave an eager, piercing, inarticulate cry with tears, and he said, Lord, I believe constantly. Help my weakness of faith. The man's approach started out as a rather pitiful ask, but I know I've approached the Lord like this on many occasions, too. Jesus told the man all things are possible if he simply believed, and his reply is priceless. Constantly help my weakness of faith. A very wise prayer indeed. He knew his weakness and he prayed strength into it. It's okay to ask God to strengthen whatever area you feel weak in. Maybe it's love, faith, wisdom, discernment, giving. In fact, it is more than okay to ask for help. Let us ask God to help us receive whatever it is we need to receive more of today. Well, let's see what's happening in Romans chapter 9. If you remember, Paul was an Israelite a Pharisee who knew every letter of the law, the law given to Moses, and he practiced it. He didn't know Jesus was the Messiah, so he persecuted the new Christians until he was on the road to Damascus to persecute more Christians. But he was blinded by the light. The light of Jesus blinded him, and he heard Jesus speaking to him. The Lord had a different plan in mind for Paul. The now plan we see him carrying out, teaching the Gentiles about Jesus, was amazing. However, he still feels deeply towards his fellow Israelites and starts off this chapter saying he would give himself for their conversion if it was possible. We know it wasn't possible, at least not at that time, but in time they will come to know the Messiah because it is God's will that they do. And it is always has been as far back as Abraham, God's will. There are some references in this chapter about God's promises to Abraham. You will read about Esau that he was hated by God, but Jacob was the one he loved. It doesn't appear that this is the same kind of love and hate we are familiar with. 
To be loved here in this setting was the one to whom the blessings would go to. God decided to bless the younger, not the older, as would have been the custom. We see God's choice is his choice, and he made it all come to pass as he said it would. We see his faithfulness to his word. The Israelites are still his chosen people, and they will be given the same grace we have been given at God's appointed time. After much discussion about God's right to do as he wills, there may be seems like that we can't win. But Paul ends the chapter with verse 33, which says, as it is written, behold, I am laying in Zion a stone that will make men stumble, a rock that will make them fall. But he who believes in him, who adheres to, trusts in, and relies on him shall not be put to shame, nor be disappointed in his expectations. He is quoting from Isaiah, Isaiah 26, verse 16, where the prophet Isaiah wrote this same phrase years before. This shows us that God is the same today as he was yesterday and was from the beginning of time. His love is shown as he gave his son to die for us so that we could be saved and made righteous in his eyes. Today, I am especially thankful. The Lord chose me to be his and keep my heart soft towards him. May you be grateful for his love for you and for him choosing you to know him and love him as well. Well, let's see what's happening in Exodus chapters 23 and 24 today. As we saw yesterday, chapter 23 is full of God's instructions for the Israelites about how to live right before him. He is talking about justice and how not to pervert justice, not going along with a crowd that has been tainted from the truth. While it is easier to go along with the crowd, God's word tells us not to do that. As I've mentioned before, it is wonderful to read all this history. However, we should also look to see how we can apply it to our daily life today. God tells Moses to make sure that people help one another and not leave someone who needs help to fend for themselves. He advises Moses about bribery. Imagine people that long ago who seemed to be set aside for God's worship and use still were susceptible to bribery. God tells them to plow and sow for six years, but leave the land to rest for the seventh. And not just for the land, but let the land be fruitful as it may be for the poor. And even though the Ten Commandments specifically call for a day of rest, God tells Moses about the Sabbath again. Then he tells Moses about three feasts he will keep in honor of himself. In verse 20, God tells Moses he will send an angel to them to guard them and bring them to the place he's already prepared for them. All will go well with them if they simply walk in obedience to him. And he cautions Moses about serving other gods, the ones the other nations serve that God will give into their hands. God knew what a temptation this would be for them. He knows the same for us. All the rules he gave them, we should take heed to as well, for he knows the minds and hearts of people. Everything he told them was to keep them safe for him, keep their hearts bent towards him. If they didn't obey his instructions, they would be led astray. We would be wise to follow his words today to keep on the path to seeking him. In chapter 24, we see that Moses wrote, all the ordinances God gave him down. Another time that required literacy to give instructions from God to the people, and the people agreed to them. We see that blood was necessary to sanctify the altar Moses made and the people themselves. Moses sprinkled blood on both the altar and the people. Verses 10 and 11 are divine. 74 people were privy to seeing the manifestation of God's presence. 
It says, and under his feet, it was like pavement of bright sapphire stone, like the very heavens in clearness. And upon the nobles of the Israels, he laid not his hand to conceal himself from them, to rebuke their daring or to harm them. But they saw the manifestation of the presence of God and ate and drank. These men celebrated with food and drink with God himself. How magnificent must this have been? Then Moses went up into the cloud that covered the mountain. On the seventh day, God called to Moses, which made me wonder what Moses did for the other six days. Regardless of that question, God himself wrote on stone tablets, permanent fixtures, the Ten Commandments. He wanted the people to have this law as a permanent fixture to last through the ages. Moses stayed on the mountain for 40 days. Well, let's see what's happening in Psalm chapter 37. These are wise words that are written here in Psalm 37. You will recognize a number of the verses as ones you've probably heard over the years if you've been around the church. Some of the verses almost seem like Proverbs that were written by King Solomon. However, my Bible has David as the author. Either way, you can imagine a father giving much of this advice to a child. The psalm starts with, fret not yourself, which is something we probably all need to hear. How do we fret not then? Verse 3 has an answer. It says, trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident in the Lord and do good. There's more there, but let's understand that there are two things to do here first. Trust in the Lord and do good. Many of the things we are fretting about are taken care of when we do these two things. Verse 4 is starred in my Bible and says, delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires and secret petitions of your heart. He gives us the desires of our heart because he put them there. Our part is to delight ourselves in the Lord. When we do that, our desires start lining up with his. And then it's a slam dunk to give them to us because he's giving us what he designed from the beginning. This means surrender on our part. In our surrender, we allow God to work in our lives. Another answer to how we might not fret is in verse 5, which says, Commit your way to the Lord. Roll and repose each care of your load on him. Trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident also in him, and he will bring it to pass. Well, if we had any question about him doing these things, this verse supports the other ones, that God will indeed take care of us and grant us our desires. We see fret not yourself in verses 7, and again in verse 8. Seems to be a common theme. Verse 23 sounds much like a parable again. The steps of a good man are directed and established by the Lord when he delights in his way and he busies himself with his every step. God busies himself with our every step. We serve an awesome God, one who is constantly at work in our lives. This psalm puts a new song in my heart and in yours. We praise God for his constant attention to us and his love for us. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for working in every deal and detail and circumstance of our lives. Father, help us leave our burdens, cares, trials, and temptations at your feet. May you uphold us in the day of trouble, and may your perfect will in our lives be done. Help us live in full surrender to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. 
Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's Word. 